0: everybody and welcome to this Wednesday, February 14th edition of the College Gridiron Show. Happy Valentine's Day out there to everybody. We got some good stuff to get to today. I am your host Matt Costantini joined in studio by Jimmy Sullivan and Mir Gory's calling in this week. Say hi Mir.
1: Hey man, will you guys be my Valentine? I'm asking everybody that just to tick off my girlfriend. Wow. Really wow, it's working. It's working currently. I mean, it's it's really it's, really it's
2: Singles Awareness Day too. Like, don't do that to me. I'm the only single person in this conversation. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey Jimmy, you wouldn't be single for long if I were a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just
0: say that. <laughs> all right, so let's get back on track here before it gets a little more awkward for all parties involved. Um, ESPN came out with their preseason FB, FPI rankings, so we'll we'll touch on that for a little bit. There's some interesting stuff going on. It's it's good to see what people are thinking going into this coming season. Uh, we're gonna continue our draft talk. We are starting at number sixteen. We're going to be going to number twenty this week. Um... And then we're going to get into the defensive side of the of the ball, uh, some linebacker rankings. So let's jump right into it. Uh, FBI rankings, number one through five. We got Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. What do you guys think about that? Um,
1: I, I liked it because I didn't think the Sooners' recruiting was really that great, so I think they deserve to drop the five. I think personally, they're too highly ranked. I think they should be out of the top ten. Uh, they're number I, nine. I did, uh, well, I don't know the one that I saw. I, oh, sorry, you're talking about the FPI. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the way too early. Yes, oh, September yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, it, it, and, and I'm fine with that. I think that Alabama should be one. I think Clemson should be two.
0: Um, but I don't know, dude. Clemson's recruiting class was real, real good.
1: I just think Tonga Vailoa is, is shockingly good. Is shockingly good. Tua, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tua. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I, um, yeah.
1: I, that's that's just my
0: thought
2: process uh. yeah so i I was looking at it and I uh, had two main takeaways number one we may never rid ourselves of Clemson and Alabama being good I hope not actually because they're one and two again and I I feel like it's it's always gonna come down to those two teams every single year I mean they've played three straight years and it's a great rivalry and I wouldn't be surprised if they played in the national title game this Whoa, year honestly.
1: Jimmy, I mean, do you do you mean like you think Clemson is going to be good for the foreseeable future because Davos means that good, or uh, or is it that you think that like Nick Saban isn't retiring anytime soon? Because I mean, I think within five years Nick Saban's gone. Well, yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, and that's the thing too because I think Saban, you probably like. Thinking three to five years left, maybe. Davo Sweeney, assuming he stays at Clemson, I don't know why he would leave. That he's going to be—he's just really good at recruiting, and you know, getting players into the system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll he'll stay. He'll stay.
0: He's not an NFL guy. No, he isn't. Oh, neither is neither is Nick Saban. Yeah.
2: See, Um, Nick
0: Saban tried the NFL route and he failed miserably and realized, "Okay, I'm way better at the college game."
2: But um. The other takeaway I had, five Big Ten teams in the top 12. You had Ohio State at four, Penn State at eight, Michigan State at ten, Michigan 11, Wisconsin 12. Uh, that's If that's not the best conference in college football, I don't know what is. Yeah,
0: and it's actually interesting that you bring up Michigan, because this is such a big year for Michigan. I mean, we were talking about it a lot on this show throughout the season. Jim Harbaugh hasn't really proved a lot in his tenure as the head coach of Michigan, so... If he wants to prove that he's the guy there, this is the year to do it, or else he might be looking for a new job at the end of the year.
2: Exactly, and and the thing is too, you know, you've got a stacked Big Ten. If you could come out of that, that that would be Especially such a great accomplishment. Yeah, and I mean, you've got Ohio State on the road. I mean, you've got you're going to play Wisconsin this year. You've got Michigan State on you've the got road. Penn State. You got Penn State at home this year, which is a help to them. But if they could come out of that, that'd be huge for Harbaugh. But if they don't. I think those whispers that you hear about him not being able to win the big games, those are gonna get a lot louder if he if he doesn't have a great year this year, if he has another eight and four or nine and three like he did last year.
0: What what kind of surprises did you see in this first ranking? Like maybe a team being too high, maybe a team being too low, or a team that just shocked you that they were even considered in a top twenty five situation here? Um Um Okay,
1: let me go on this one. I was actually incredibly surprised by the fact that UCF stayed that high. I mean, I thought that on the updated rankings they were going to change them at some point, you know, and drop them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I feel you on that. I mean – they they still they're still beating the drum of oh we're the national champions but come on and let's, you know what, let's you know real. what's funny
2: I've got the FBI here they have them at fifty three I was very surprised by that because they got Milton coming back I mean they're losing a lot. I think uh, losing their head coach, th- yeah.
0: losing the head coach, plays very heavily into these rankings, which is why FPI isn't that great of a metric to yeah. go off of. And I don't think they're the no, best. I think yeah. it's
1: ridiculous. Honestly, I, I like the uh, way too early rankings right now. They're they're way more indicative than my yeah absolutely yeah I agree.
0: So, I mean, I guess for me, it would be looking at probably Florida State being at 18 in these FPI rankings. I mean, let's be honest, they were god-awful last year, and losing Jimbo Fisher definitely doesn't help. Um, They still have most of the problems that we thought they did at the end of last year. I mean, their offensive line's still bad. We don't know how good DeAndre Francois is going to come back or how well he's going to play coming back, excuse me. Um, So, yeah, Florida State's a really weird team for me here.
2: Yeah, I I, kind of agreed with that because – Even though I like Francois, I'm a big Francois guy, and I like the hire of Willie Taggart, but they didn't have one of – they had a good recruiting class. It wasn't, you know, top five. I think it might have been fringe top ten at the end of the day, but for for Florida State, there's so many unknowns, and they might be that good, but I'm surprised to see that they were ranked that highly when you don't know how good Francois is going to be, and you're losing Derwin James, and you're losing some guys on both sides of the ball.
0: So, that's kind of all we really—we just wanted to touch on these rankings because, like I said, preseason no, first FBI rankings came out. There's really not much weight to be had there. Um, I do want to—we This really didn't really talk about this yet, but let's talk about the uh, the Notre Dame stuff real quick. Uh, NCAA came out and said that they need to vacate 21 total wins from the—I believe it was the 2012-2013 seasons for the academic violations. Um— not even being allowed to have an appeal, I believe. Do we think that the NCAA is once again overstepping their bounds? Yeah. What do you think, Mir?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously they're overstepping them, and I just can't wait till they they get rid of the NCAA and college football teams go back to like the early you know twentieth century powerhouse that they once were. Players get paid again. You know, universities really start making money. I think that's the smart thing. I'm just so sick and tired of the NCAA, you know? And I think that it doesn't really impact Notre Dame that much because I just think that Notre Dame is doesn't have the right coach and Brian Kelly to be a consistent national championship contender. I think they're a consistent playoff contender.
0: That's a good that, – yeah.
2: Uh, I just think it's amazing how much the NCAA can care when it wants to.
0: Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sure. they, can, they can go after a team with everything they have and they'll get the job done. But if they don't want to do it, they just won't.
2: Yeah, and I mean, they did that, you know, I, I read a story about with Michigan State with the with the gymnastics doctor. They knew about it in 2010. They didn't pursue it. But, you know, if, if somebody for- cheats on a test or, or has somebody take an SAT, okay. God yeah. forbid
0: they, they give the kid a little bit <laughs> extra money for, for meals and, on the and, road. And,
2: and, and uh, North Carolina. The last yeah. twenty years, academic fraud—they did nothing. But I think it's actually good for Notre Dame because you know, you know why? That what? Alabama game
0: is now expunged.
2: Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, they they weren't trailing forty-two to nothing. They didn't get their You know what? Whooped. I mean, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And you know what? You can hate on it all you want, but if you can get that expunged from the record, that's a
0: big deal. Yeah. All right, I just wanted to talk about that because it hits a little close to home for me being a Notre Dame fan. I just wanted to commiserate how ridiculous the entire situation is. Um, We're going to get into the draft now. Um, We did, um, I believe it was, what, 10 through 15 last week, 11 through 15. Uh, Had some good stuff there. Now we are starting at the number 16 position with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I mean, what about them? Is Joe Flacco elite, question mark?
1: Oh, he's not elite. He's barely a starter. I mean, he's just kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. Because he acts like he's a a star, you know? But by making those throws that he thinks he's a star, he actually does worse than an average starter. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I definitely don't. I think that he might be one of those flukiest quarterbacks in NFL history to win a Super Bowl, joining uh, now Nick Foles and Trent Dilfer.
2: Brad Johnson up there, too. Uh, Well...
0: Yeah, guys, but come on. I mean, none of those guys, everyone,
1: people thought were going to be stars. People, like Joe Flacco was better in his first five years of his career by far than he is now. I mean, his rookie year, he was pretty outstanding compared to how he is now. I mean, there's something weird. It's like he got that contract, and I don't think it's the effort. I think it's just he, like, fell apart. Maybe it's the pressure. Maybe it's, like, he thinks he has to be at that level always, and so he's pushing it. And he's, I mean, he he does overthrow a lot of stuff. And so for for that reason alone, I think I think this year the Baltimore Ravens are going to get somebody in the lower round at QB. And for sure if there's another bad year with Blackco, they're going to get a first round. QB yeah, next year. yeah,
0: they're definitely not going quarterback with this number 16 pick. But what do we think this team needs? I mean, they're definitely holes on offense. They need some they need some running game help. They need some more firepower in the wide receiver department. So, Jimmy, where do you think they're going to go here?
2: They need a game breaker at wide receiver. I mean, they haven't had that in a long time, really since probably Jacoby Jones the year they won the Super Bowl. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley from Alabama. Okay. He's my number two receiver behind James Washington from Oklahoma State because I love James Washington. But Calvin Ridley, really solid route runner, can stretch out defenses down the field, and I think the Ravens really need that because Flacco's got a great arm and and he can hit those guys down the field. But if the Ravens don't have guys getting open, he can't throw to them. So I think you go wide receiver here. You could also go running back. You could go tight end. Basically any skill position, they need help. And I think – for the first round, I think the best available guy at any one of those three positions is Calvin Ridley, so that's where I'm going at 16.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good call, Mir, What are you What are you thinking here? Um,
1: so I went with uh, I, I went with Calvin Ridley earlier, if I remember right. correctly. right. As and, did I. And I also, yeah, and I also said Christian Kirk instead of James Washington should go to the Niners, if I remember all right time correctly. So I would I would go with James Washington, however. I could see the Niners being foolish and taking James Washington ahead of Christian Kirk because I just think Christian Kirk has better overall potential. But I like, I like James Washington on the Ravens for this reason alone. People think Torrey Smith was a bit of a bust on the Ravens. I just think that Flacco doesn't know how to, how to accurately throw deep balls well enough at this You're point. You're absolutely correct. And so I think James Washington is just a, a tad faster than Torrey Smith was when he came out. So I think it'll actually help so you know I I like James Washington that's fine that's what I would do if I'm the Ravens.
0: so I think we're all on the same page here as I'm also going wide receiver but I'm very cautious saying they should go wide receiver given their their kind of failure to develop wide receivers that they draft in the first round yeah I mean mean,
1: how many wide receivers have actually turned out to be well since Eric Mason of like oh seven I mean remember him I mean like He's the last guy that they had that was really good at receiver. I mean, Anquan was very good, but they didn't draft him.
0: No, and I mean, they took Brashad Perriman in the first round a few years back, and he's just never turned into anything. I mean, he was the guy, he was the guy Jimmy, you mentioned it, he was supposed to be a game-breaker for them, a guy that could just run that go-route and have Flacco hit him, and it's a touchdown every time, and it just never developed because, because of injuries, and he might just not be that good. And they've honestly. been chasing
2: that kind of receiver yeah. ever since, and they just haven't found one.
0: But honestly, I think they're going to go back to the well one more time, and I think they might hit it this time. I'm going with Cortland Sutton from SMU. Oh, he's good too, yeah, yes. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I mean, they definitely need help at wide receiver, considering Mike Wallace is going to be a free agent, and Jeremy Macklin's kind of just bad now. Um, So, yeah, I think Cortland so- Sutton—
1: Matt, just one second. Since you're a Notre Dame fan and I love Equinemius, Sam Brown. Yes. Is there a possibility that he would be a really good player for the Ravens? You- so the, the Ravens go, you know what? We don't really need somebody at this spot. Why don't we trade down? Because like Ozzie Newsome always does that. You're and, right. And they could like get, you know, EQ like maybe at like 26 or 27.
0: Um, I mean, maybe, and I, I think they are definitely a contender to trade down here, especially with some teams below them that might want to move up.
1: Yeah, like the Falcons, for example, or the Titans who are going to want to move up, I feel.
0: Yeah. So
1: I, I I could see that 25 or 26 spot. It's
0: definitely possible, especially with, well, I mean, we'll get to this uh, next time that we do this show, but the Buffalo Bills have back-to-back picks at 21 and 22, and they might try to change one of those one of those picks into a top 6 into that number 16 pick to go and maybe get a quarterback to, if they decide they want to give up on Tyrod Taylor which it looks that like they're going to um but I do think that um Sutton is the guy they're going to go with here because he's a guy that can he didn't really look that good in college just because SMU never really had good teams but he was yeah. the star on that team so I think that's the good way to go there um please god give Joe Flacco some help that the Ravens team definitely needs it um next up here at number 17 we have the LA Chargers. I'm sure Jamie Sullivan and I were talking before the show. We're going to call them San Diego a few times before this segment's over. But the LA Chargers, um they were they were bad the first couple weeks and then they really turned it on and they looked like they were making a playoff push. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for them this year. But I'm I'm really high on this team. I'm super oh, high. Wait, wait, I'm sorry.
1: You mean like they didn't go deep in the playoffs? No, right?
0: they didn't even make the playoffs.
1: Wait, are we, are we mixing up teams
0: right now? You're probably thinking What's of the Rams.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking of the Rams. <laughs> oh, you said Chargers.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, I'm so sorry. It's I, all good, I dude. I really thought I heard Rams. It happens like, to us sometimes. Wait,
1: what? <laughs> but yeah,
0: these LA Chargers, I'm really high on their defense. I think they might have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, a couple other guys that are just really good. So I'm not going to go defense here, but I want to hear from you guys first. What do you think that they're going to do?
1: Okay, if I'm, you know what, Jimmy, you go first on this one because I'm, I'm a little stuck on this Chargers pick. All this right,
2: one. I, I don't know how much you guys are gonna like this one. One, I wouldn't be shocked if they trade down. Uh, it's possible given yeah. this pick. I think they go Lamar Jackson here. Uh, That's interesting. Philip Rivers is a free agent. I don't know if he's gonna stay. And he shouldn't. He really. shouldn't. Yeah, I, I think if you need your quarterback in the future, even if Rivers does stay, he's not getting younger, so the best available quarterback for my money here is Jackson so I think the Chargers are going to talk themselves into taking him here at 17 17 right yeah, yeah. so I, I yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson here
1: Matt you know what I'm terrified with what you know what worries me about Baker is I, I'm worried he's gonna be a first round pick because it's going to cripple him but I think that the team that makes crippling decisions as always are the Chargers they're gonna take Baker
0: too early, and I think they take him at. I don't think that's too that's high it. for him. I mean, I I think I had him going in the top ten, I mean, honestly. I had him going yeah, to Miami, yeah. At eleven. Yeah. yeah.
1: Didn't you guys have? Didn't you have him going to the Jets?
0: Yeah, I think I had him going to the Jets.
1: Yeah, I like foresee him going to the Jets, and I think it's a great fit. I just I don't know why it's like a superstition or something. I just think Baker needs to be like a little bit coddled, you know, into the NFL. Like I don't know, it, dude. I th- I think he's you know, ready like, for it. No, I think they just – I don't know. That Georgia game scared me. Like, I don't know how he's going to do with, with fast offenses. Baker's not as athletic as people think he is. He's not that fast. He's just really agile, extremely agile. But I would like the Chargers' uh, offensive line. The Chargers have always had a pretty decent offensive line. Um, I like him there. If he's going to be a first-round quarterback, I'd like him to go there.
0: I I understand that, and I think think if they do that, they might bring Phillip Rivers back on a one-two-year contract just to have um, Baker learn from him and learn the system and kind of acclimate him to the NFL. And I'm actually very happy you brought up the Chargers offensive line because right now, looking at their offense, Melvin Gordon's a very good running back. They're set there. Hunter Henry looks like he's going to be a star at tight end. They just drafted Mike Williams at, at wide receiver. Keenan Allen came back looking better than ever. Yeah, he
1: was the comeback player of the year, yeah. as, as he should. You know, he's been fantastic.
0: So I think I'm going to go – I think I'm actually going to look at the offensive line here because if looking at that team, that's kind of their weakness right now. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. He can play either okay. – he can go guard or tackle. So really either one of those will work there, and hopefully it'll keep Phillip Rivers on his feet. Make those deep throws that he can make, and I think that they're going to make the playoffs come next year.
1: I think also the Texas offensive lineman is going to be somebody that they're going to Connor Williams, yeah, yeah. Connor Williams, he's going to be somebody in that.
0: Yeah, Uh, I was thinking about him. I had him going earlier, so he's off my board.
1: Yeah, I mean he's somebody that needs work, but yeah, he's exactly like from like nine to like twenty three or so. That that's going to be his range.
0: Right. All right. So. Coming up next, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of looking like an end of an era over there. Uh, Legion of Boom looks like it's breaking up. All they probably have left is Sherman because Earl Thomas says he wants out. Who knows if Cam Chancellor will play football again? So this team's this team's a mess. Honestly, I mean their defense didn't look like it did last year. Their offense is really bad. What does Seattle need to do in this draft? Mere, uh, I'm
1: okay. I'm actually gonna go with uh, Connor Williams here. I think they need uh, offensive line work and I, I don't have Connor Williams going early, so I'm going to put Connor Williams here at offensive tackle from Texas. I think they still need O line work and I think he's athletic enough for the Seahawks. And I think they have a good developmental system and that's all he needs. He just needs some not discipline, but just like kind of like a, a little bit of a help with his focus on, on some of his assignments. Sometimes he does, he does lapse at times with his assignments. So It'll be a good team for him to, to to
2: go to yeah, I had the exact same guy Connor Williams. I have him oh, a little okay. I have him a little lower than most people do but I Dang. think I think it'll be solid for the Seahawks. I just don't think one guy is going to fix that offensive line because that offensive line was a nightmare last year Russell <laughs> Russell Wilson I would have thought about giving it's voting him for MVP just because he had to deal with that offensive line. he had no running game he was literally running for his life in every game. It was frightening. So yeah, you go offensive line here. Connor Williams is the best one available. That's who goes to the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys 100. I it's not gonna be Connor Williams because I had him going earlier, but I am gonna go with another offensive lineman, uh, Billy Price from Ohio oh, okay. State. Top uh, center in yeah, the class. Five yeah, most people's standards. Yeah, he can either play center or he, you can move him out to guard. I don't know how happy they are with their current center. Uh, I believe it's Justin Britt, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he didn't look bad this year. Um but you might want to move one of them out of their position to see what happens, but we're absolutely correct. The offensive line needs so much help. I mean, Russell Wilson is phenomenal when he's scrambling and out of the pocket, but there's only so much he can do, honestly. Before
2: he gets hurt, too, yeah. that's the thing. You need to preserve him because he's your franchise quarterback.
0: Yeah, 100%. So next up here we have, how about them Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that that was for my dad up there, so not not the biggest cowboy fan. Um what what are they doing here? I mean, their their de- their offense looks all right. They might lose Des Bryant come free agency. Um defensively, they still have some holes to fill and they might lose DeMarcus Lawrence come free agent time. So they they definitely need some work to do in this draft. So where do we think they're going to go with this first pick?
2: Well, I I'll start with this one. I-, I think here you go defense for the Cowboys. Their defense has never been great over the last four uh, few years. So I think the offense is more or less fine. You lose Des Bryant, yeah, but I don't know how great of a fit he is for that offense anymore. I'm going with Deron Payne out of Alabama with this pick. Defensive line was a big issue for the Cowboys last year. David Irving didn't play very well, and you said they—you touched on it exactly. They might lose to Marcus Lawrence, so I think you go D line here. They could also go linebacker or even secondary. Really, that whole defense they could go with somebody. But I like DeRon Payne here out of Alabama. He's athletic. He's big. He can stop the run. He's good in pass coverage. He got the interception in the the Clemson game. So I'm going DeRon Payne here at 19.
1: Yeah, for me, I think that the Cowboys are going to re-sign Demarcus Lawrence. I'm not worried about that. They're going to maybe not break the bank, but they're going to do everything possible to get him. But I, I do think that they do need work on the offense. Um, look, I know I'm probably a little high on, on, on Equinemius St. Brown more than most, but I just see him as like that sexy pick that's got a name that, that the Cowboys are just going to want to get. And I think that that's been the problem for Dak because he he has a little bit of his his shot is a little bit of a his, his sorry his pass is a little bit of a floater, and and EQ does really well in that situation because I think if I remember correctly he's six eight so that's where I'd want him to go.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 a little torn here because I do think Equinimity Saint Brown would be a good pick here, but I don't want to see my my adult son who I love very dearly go to the team I hate. Um, So I think I'm actually going to go Christian Kirk here because even if they do re-sign Dez, I mean, their, their wide receiver core is just not very good. When Terrence Williams is your number two overall, wide receiver and he didn't even have a touchdown this past season you need help at wide receiver so I think Christian Kirk is a guy that will do very well in this offense because he's not necessarily a deep threat which mirror you touched on Dak isn't a very good deep ball thrower he's Kirk is more of an intermediate short pass guy who can make make some people miss in open space and uh, that's what the Cowboys offense looks like right now so I think that he is the perfect fit there um Last pick for today, the Detroit Lions at number 20. What do we think the Lions are going to do?
1: Um, okay, I'll go with this one. Uh, the Lions are a bit of an enigma, and I actually am very confident that they're trading back.
0: So That makes sense, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I just don't – I really don't think they're going to be in that spot. So uh, I'm just going to pass on this one and say the Lions are just going to pick later, and I'll pick someone uh, to alternate with them. And I'll say it's the Chiefs, and I think the guy that the Chiefs go with is going to be uh, uh, Cortland from uh, SMU.
2: Fair. Okay, I like that one. Um, I, I'm i going to mock them staying in this spot for now. I'd be surprised if they don't go defense because they hired Matt Patricia. I'm going sticking with the Alabama theme. I'm going to go with Rashawn Evans. I'm with you. The We're linebacker. Took my pig right out of my mouth. Yep. Uh, he he was really really good all year, probably the best linebacker on that Alabama defense. And for me, he's the number two linebacker behind Roquan Smith. So ah,
0: you're spoiling. Come on. I'm sorry. Oh yes, we got to do that. Yes. So,
2: yeah.
0: you, know, you know what? Since we both have the same pick, we might as well just jump right into those linebacker rankings. Jimmy, who are your top five linebackers?
2: Okay, number one's easy. It's Roquan Smith. Yeah, I think we can. You know, I Ro- think, Ro- Yeah. I
0: think we can just skip number one because I think we're all in agreement. With Roquan just, Smith.
2: Yeah, we're just gonna skip number one. Okay, so two. I I, I just said was uh, Rashawn Evans. From Alabama. I really like him. He's got a lot of speed. He's going to be good in the NFL. Uh, obviously, it's not, say, Roquan Smith, but I, I think he's really, really solid. Uh, number three, it was kind of hard. I was between Tremaine Edwin, uh, Edmonds and Harold Landry. I went with Landry at three and Edmonds at four. Uh, they're both. I think they're both good players, but I liked Landry when I watched his tape. I just liked him a little bit better than Edmonds. It was kind of more of a gut feeling too. Uh, Landry, of course, he went to Boston College, and and Edmonds at Virginia Tech. And then number five, this is probably a little bit of a reach, but I really like Josie Jewell from Iowa. Oh man, that's yeah, what he's so much. Like. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's good. Uh, he just he anticipates plays. He might not be the fastest, but he's a really smart football player and so i, I uh, decided to put him at five i was between a couple of guys but he's got really good instincts so i said hey what the heck and i put him at five Mir, what's well, so your top five
1: that's actually funny though jimmy just said that because i remember matt didn't you put josie as a dn if i remember correctly
0: I or don't no. believe so, no. Uh,
1: okay, all right, because he's played a lot of DNs, and like a lot of people in the draft have been like kind of putting him at the end. but I'm putting him at linebacker. Mine's obviously Rook 1 Smith. He's the best player in the draft by far, in my opinion. I think he's just, he's safe, and he's super incredibly uh, athletic and has legendary football IQ in my eyes. Uh, I'm going to go with Rashawn Evans at two. Um, I know maybe Lorenzo Carter gets a lot of credit for things because he was with Roquan Smith, but I think Lorenzo Carter from Georgia was absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to put Tremaine Ed- Edmonds uh, from Boston College at four. Um, I like him on the Lions if the Lions don't trade back. I like him in a, in a couple of spots, but um, I could even see the Seahawks uh, pairing him up with Wagner. Um, and then I'm going to put uh, Josie Jewell at five.
0: Okay, so, like the like you both, I'm putting Roquan Smith and Rashawn Evans at one and two. I think that they're head and shoulders. I mean, Smith is the might be the best player in the draft, and Evans might be the second-best linebacker in the draft, which I believe. Um, at three, I think I am going to go Tremaine Edmonds. Um, he's very good in coverage. He's working on his pass rush skills, so there's some things to work on there. Um four is a tough one I think I might go Jerome Baker from Ohio State um, I mean he's looked really good I thought if he maybe stayed another year in school he would be higher up in the not only in the linebacker rankings but in the draft overall and at number five it's it's a toss-up I think I, it's either Malik Jefferson out of Texas who I me mean, I remember we talked earlier in the season about how good he looked and um, but I think I might go Shaquem Griffin from UCF. Mm. Um, I just really like the way he okay. plays. Uh, he's he's just plays so tough, and he plays like he's the best player on the field, and he has such a good leadership quality about him. There's
1: Roquan Smith leadership yeah. uh,
0: intangibles,
1: yes. Yeah. There are... There are- big similarities between the two of my eyes. I don't know
0: where he's going to get drafted but whoever gets yeah. him and if he goes late they're getting a steal out of that guy Shaquem Griffin who I hope performs very well and guys that is all we have for this week I want to thank Jamie Sullivan for being in studio with me so I'm not lonely on this Valentine's Day, Mirgory calling in, fantastic as always I was Matt Costantini, come back next week